0: of a creature that was six and a half to seven feet tall the cia ran secret mind control experiments
1: it's a tale of a creature that's been seen by many but believed by few
0: Experts say there have been reported sightings of paranormal activity. And there was this creature and it ran down this hill. They say something was flying over their house and they have no idea what it was.
1: How the world's most powerful
2: individuals are actually shape-shifting reptilians. My scariest ghost hunting experience.
0: Good evening and welcome. It is, uh, I think we figured this out, Tuesday night. <laughs> I'm your host, JV. This is Paranormal IRL. We've got co-host Britt Griffith here. And uh, I'm just trying, I'm a little flabbergasted at the moment, Britt, because I'm reading our chat, and the first thing I read is I had to see a nice boob ad before I came into the into the show. Uh, are you putting boob ads yes, up I, or something? <laughs> yes. you?
1: I, 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 I. Ikshne on the titte. Oh, that's right, uh, Translated into more into into more boob ads. So, and I have a nice set of boobs. I mean, I, I'm almost at a point where I need like an A cup or something, a training bra, because I am gaining weight like no tomorrow. Uh, even though I'm eating less.
0: Yeah, isn't it funny okay, how that happens when you get question. older? You get older yeah. and you eat less and you I still don't gain. Weight. It. Yeah, it's crazy. What's the question? Yeah, it's not fair. Hey, it's JV here. You know, I've asked for your support in the past, and I'm going to do it again because it's really, really important. And there are a couple of ways you can support the show, and it's so inexpensive. Now, you can go to Patreon and you can become a Patreon supporter, and we really, really encourage that. But there's also another way. If you look at the description of the podcast, if you're a podcast listener, and you scroll down to the bottom, there's a way to support the show directly through the podcast app. And it's only 99 cents a month, it's less than a buck. You probably have that change in your couch right now. That dollar a month, less than a dollar, goes a long way in helping us produce this program, provide great interviews for you during the course of the week. I thank you in advance because the support is so important to the program
1: I do have a question, though? question. I noticed in the opening that you've done more work to it. Yeah. Uh, and I got picked up by the <laughs> UFO.
0: Yeah. You got sucked up by the light ray, the beam of light. That, by isn't by that the how they ray. do it? Isn't that uh-huh. how they do it?
1: Are they doing butt stuff to me in yeah. that UFO? Yeah. Wait,
0: wait till the next version of that. That uh, It's kind of a placeholder thing, so people know that the show is you know on the way, so it's not just a still image. Uh, but wait till I uh, have the interior of the ship and see what kind of probing they're doing of you uh, once they've uh, brought you into that. Some flying saucer. It's going to be interesting. I can't wait to see it. what
1: goes what goes on in your head scares me.
0: <laughs> it's not it's not my head. This is just a common knowledge that if you get brought up into a spaceship via a light ray, you're going to be probed in some fashion. We all know this is true, not just me.
1: That's true. Yeah. I mean, you're right. I mean, there's T-shirts that say that. Yeah. So yeah. it must be true because I saw it on the Internet.
0: Yeah. And the and Congress was actually talking about all those things today. If you if you didn't pick that up, I've actually downloaded the whole hearing because they did a hearing about UFOs today and I'm going to watch it. It's a couple hours long and uh, see if there's anything of importance uh, revealed. They did reveal some new video footage declassified, which I'm anxious to see. And maybe because uh, we're doing a show hmm. tomorrow night instead of Thursday because of the way the guests had to schedule. So maybe tomorrow night we'll have some clips that we can play from that, but uh, it'll take some time for me to watch that oh. whole thing. But I have a question for you. Interesting. Yeah, I, I heard... I have a, oh, go ahead. Oh, God. No, if you want to finish your thought on this before I ask you your no, question. It. I'm just okay. somewhere I'm worried
1: about what you're going to ask. Well,
0: we've got Michelle Carpenter coming on the program in just a little bit, which I'm really excited about. One of the things she's going to talk a little bit about is uh, past lives and working with past lives. My question to you is, do you think... You've had a past life. Do you think that you – maybe you don't remember it, but just what are your thoughts on your own possible past life?
1: Um, I think I, I – I well, number one, no one has died, gone across, and come back with the book with the, for The Recently Departed. So none of us really know anything. Right. Because we – no one's come back and said, hey. But I do think there's something to it because you get weird. People – there are people that know stuff they shouldn't know, and they know it. And where'd that info come from? Mm-hmm. And I want to think that in my past life that I was king of my realm, and I was like just in charge of everything. Yeah, so I've already, I want I want that fantasy. I've already
0: figured out who you or were. Or I was a snail. No, I don't no, know I which. F- I figured out who you were in your past life. First of all, I know you were not an English teacher. I know that because at least a little no, bit of that I would know. have would have seeped through to this life. I think you were a William Frawley, actually. I, do, I give this a lot of thought. Who's William Farley? You know Fred Mertz from the I Love Lucy show. Oh, it could be. <laughs> Have you never seen I it Love Lucy? Be. Do you not know who? Fred No, yeah, Mertz yeah, yeah. Is? Okay, all right, all right.
1: I, I didn't know the William Farley reference. I know who Frawley. Fred Mertz. If you had, you said Fred from. Well, yeah, well, I didn't know his actual name because I don't know anybody's name because I forget everything. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I just as long as you didn't say I was Lord Farraquat, we're good. <laughs>
0: Well, if that had been a real person, I would have given that some serious consideration. But in all seriousness, uh, Michelle, Shrek's not real. Uh, you believe what you want to believe. I mean, we we can. That's a beautiful okay. thing about this program. We don't judge anybody or their beliefs. So if that's what you want to believe, that's okay. fine. That's fine. Yeah, I'm good with that. Um, okay. But uh, Michelle has actually worked with uh, folks with past lives in, in the course of her other work, and we're going to talk about all of that. But let me introduce who we're going to be talking to. Uh, Michelle has the gift of seeing into a person's body, mind, and spirit. She can sense when a person's heart contracts, when it feels sadness or pain, and expands when their vibration shifts in the moment of grieving or allowing vulnerability. Where, uh, she show, has shown where feelings are held within the body and the mind, Um, She works in a deeper level of subconscious programming. She works with past lives, intergenerational trauma, ancestral trauma, and connects with the spirit of loved ones who have passed over. She also channels angelic beings of light called the Council of Eight. And uh, we're going to talk about all of that tonight with Michelle. And, you know, the beautiful thing about talking on the show, because we were having this conversation before the show, is that she's coming to us like literally... Halfway around the world, literally on the other side of the globe, Michelle is in New Zealand and technology allows us to be here with her live, with us live. Michelle, what time is it again where you are in the middle of uh, Um, the ocean somewhere in New Zealand?
2: Somewhere in New Zealand, Zealand, a tiny little island on the (laughs) other side of the earth. um, And it is 2 p.m., just past 5 past 2 in the afternoon.
0: Well, it's such a pleasure to, to have you here. Um, we were talking before the show, and we Britt had asked you the question, you know, where you were, because he immediately recognized your accent, and we were talking about time, uh, the time, and uh, Brit wanted to know if you were in the same time zone as us. <laughs> Britt, I don't understand how you could possibly think. And then you said something about, well, the earth is round, and the time zone could go around the earth. Do you not know how, how it spins and how all that works, Britt? Just curious. Well, but, but,
1: yeah, but, but but if she's on the same, let's well, see, longitude is sideways, right? And latitude is up and down?
0: No, latitude or is the around. Latitude goes north and south. Well, it doesn't run north and south, but it measures north and south. And longitude goes from pole right, to pole. Yeah.
1: So if she's in the same longitude as us, just on the bottom of the earth, wouldn't she be still in the same time zone? That's where my mind was going. No. <laughs>
0: Uh, I hey, I assume Brett. that's the case if you draw like it goes straight south from where yeah. you are, everybody would be on the same time zone. But you don't know that New Zealand's on the other side of the world? I mean, it, it's not like it's I know what's I mean, I know it's on the bottom of the world. <laughs> I just didn't know where where Michelle, please don't take this that, as any kind of insult. No, Brit, Brit no, does no, no. not have a handle on things like this but that's why we like him because he's he's got a more esoteric mind and goes after the more nebulous concepts would you call me yeah i know i'm just making stuff up at this point anyway michelle welcome to the show for, i have to ask you um because in in the bio info, in the information that we got uh in our prep for you, you you uh it says in here when asked to describe what you do you say it says you're a medium but you're far more than that how would you describe the work you do and what your sensitivities are
2: so i excuse my my coughing and my little splattering by the way i'm just recovering from COVID and bronchitis so um i just wanted to apologize up front and uh so how i describe myself is i just work i work within it within the universal times and i work within the now and i've had this download from you know i call myself a spiritual medium And a friend the ones i heard her saying spirit all medium because we are all spirit and i work very much multi like on many different layers and it's 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 a real privilege and these these um i I think abilities or gifts as people would call them have developed over time and i truly believe that we all have the ability to connect because we come into this world connected and then just depending on how, you know, the family that we've chosen, our programmings, our belief systems, energy that we're carrying from the intergenerational um, lineages that we come from, that constant, I was one of those. I'm a late bloomer. But I work very much in the, in the moment. I work very much the time. Me and I just get guided all the t- time. And it's, it's kind of what Britt was saying earlier on, like, how do we know? Like, a lot of it, like, I'm still learning. I don't know everything. I just know that I'm really good with the human and the human experience based on my previous um, traumas that I've had in this lifetime. And the biggest thing that one of my learnings is in this lifetime is to learn to teach vulnerability and to teach what we all have inside of us. So I'm kind of like an activator. I activate people's hearts. I don't know if that does it make
0: sense. Yeah, it does make sense. And I know that you do a lot of work with with folks who have dealt with trauma or grief in their lives. And you use these sensitivities of yours and these connections to other dimensions in the spiritual realm to help people come out of that and, and recognize how they can even prevent it in ways. Um, would you suggest because of that kind of work that whenever we feel grief or trauma, there is some type of spiritual connection that if we learn how to better control or to better maybe communicate uh, with, we can control this grief and trauma a little bit better in our lives?
2: That's a great question, JB. And excuse me, the the one biggest thing I found with working with a lot of clients over these years is that we all experience some kind of aloneness or loneliness in this lifetime. And if we were taught, I believe, from kids from a young age, you know, these children seeing things and hearing things. And I hear this a lot with with adults that, um, you know, who are sort of in their 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, that felt like they've suffered from some kind of schizophrenia. And if they were taught at a young age that actually guys are around us and they want to connect. I think it would really help the grieving and the trauma that we do hold on because a lot of my clients who feel so alone are never alone once we reconnect them. And I say we because it's not me; I'm just helping them to to um, to reconnect into everything that we know. And the example I give is, <clears throat> excuse me, I don't know if any of you are dads or any of you parents. Yeah, we okay. both are. Yeah, so.
0: Not together, okay, so do you but, when but we wife... both are, yeah. Okay, thank you. <laughs> just clearing it up.
2: <laughs> thank the world for that. <laughs> yes. Um, but do you remember when your wives were pregnant? Not one of us ever had to say to those babies in the, in the stomach going, come on, baby, now we've got to grow toes. Come on, baby, now grow eyelashes. We just grew from this knowing, this source, this divine, whatever we want to call it. And when we come into the world and then, A lot happens you know we pick up on 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 a lot of energy vibration and that's what i'm relearning for myself is everything is frequency everything is vibration and again if we and we're not taught from my generation i most certainly wasn't taught to allow i wasn't allowed to be i wasn't allowed to cry when i was a young kid i was always told to keep quiet and that is huge from again you know this, this is people that I work with, this thing in allowing our vulnerability is allowing ourselves to cry. And we're told that it's shameful, we're told to shut up. And I was certainly told to shut up. And uh, if we just allow our vulnerability, and just even the expressiveness of, that's what I loved about connecting with the two of you. I'm not great with geography, either, Brit. I mean, if it makes (laughs) you feel any better, when we're immigrating from South Africa, (laughs) when we're immigrating from South Africa, to New Zealand, I, in my worldliness, which my sucks as well, my, I, we got here and I thought, well, we're on the same timeline and equator as Australia. Like how come it's not so warm in this country? My husband was like, are you kidding me, Michelle? like <laughs> it's further <laughs> down south, and I'm like, the same as, this is the same, the weather's not the same as South Africa. So yeah, but you and I in a Pictionary game, not good.
0: <laughs> oh, not good. <laughs> No, so, no, no. We often say Brit's uh, words are Brit's second language. Uh so he, he, he has trouble communicating. Anyway, but I wanna I wanna talk to a little bit about uh when you started to have an awakening of your sensitivities, when you started to recognize how you can make these connections and help people, uh you also uh, suffered some traumas in your life uh that if you could share some of that with us, we'd appreciate it. But obviously they're probably sure. they're probably very personal, so I don't know how much you want to share. No, That's up to you. Um,
2: thank you for thank you for that but um, I'm very open about my sharing because I feel that again the shame of not sharing and some people don't like to share what their trauma is about um, I was sexually abused at the age of four or five with my mother's brother and I didn't know it was wrong until I was a teenager and I was a very angry teenager uh, we grew up in an in, in in a day and age like my parents used to live in Zimbabwe and used to be the day of the I've been parents partying a lot. My dad drank a lot. He was in the Rhodesian war. Um, and I've come to realize over the last few minutes of myself that that all affected me, you know, a little girl who just felt so alone in this secret that I was holding on to. Um I then had bulimia at the age of 13. I lost my best friend at the age of 16. My mom was a very angry woman and I feel like she held onto a lot of her own dark secrets and her own trauma. Uh, my dad too had a very abusive background so i grew up in a lot of um uh, conflict a lot of fighting i was the the middle child and i'm stereotypical of the middle child that feels like the oldest child got everything and the youngest child got everything um but i did i lived a lot in this kind of state of remembering my parents fighting a lot whereas my oldest brother said he doesn't remember a lot and then. One of the patterns that I've had in my life, which for me is also tick, was my dad had affairs when we were young kids. And I kept recreating the pattern of bringing men into my space, same vibration. We both lacked self-worth and they all cheated on me. At the age of 24, when I was a sales rep for many years, and I looked down to put a straw into um, a can of cool drink and a young black girl ran across the road and I knocked her and killed her in my car. And I didn't know what I hit. Oh, wow. And uh, for nine years, I, I I did find out because obviously them and um, they told me that I'd knocked over a, a young girl and because uh, she, the way i hit her, she'd rolled and rolled into the bushes. Fast forward nine years later, uh, I hadn't with that. I hadn't gone for counseling, you know, it wasn't, my parents didn't suggest it. It was just something that we just learned to deal with and my mantra in my life was the more stressed I was, the more I coped, like I was a top sales rep, you know, I performed and stressed, come on, I can do this, I can do this. And the reality is, is I was just affecting my body more and more and more. So and it started showing up in different ways and with physical ailments, bladder infections, kidney infections, migraines. Um, And then I got to the age of 33. And uh, I had a little baby girl and um, I came to discover that my ex husband was she again, another pattern. But it was the best thing that ever ever happened to me, and for me there was a traumatic experience in my life because my family meant so much to me, my family environment meant so much, and I was like, I'm going to change this, I'm going to change the patterns of just everything, and which is also impossible, even now that I'm saying that. But that was the biggest wake up call because I went to a clairvoyant, and this young guy said to me. I, went, I was so angry. I was just continuously angry. I was angry at men continuously, and I didn't know why. When I started going for. Because therapy, we're men. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. I just adore you, Britt.
0: <laughs> oh, boy.
1: <laughs> it's just true. It's just true. We're men. We're, we're designed to you piss me, off the female race. It's just way it is.
2: You- you just took the words out of my mouth, but no, you know what? A part of part of my learning is to actually love the 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 masculine energies, to make peace with it. Because a lot of what my mom had conditioned me with was, don't let a man suppress you, don't let a man dominate you. So that was my programming. Well, guess what I did? I always just brought men into my space. You did. I allowed it though. I want to be very clear of that. So when I was going through my divorce, the I went on this weekend away in this weekend retreat, and this woman. Saw how i felt about knocking over and killing this young girl nine years later and i kept thinking but it's done what the hell man and i cried so hard that weekend that i felt like my head was going to split open i was devastated but i suppressed those feelings you know and just got on with life and then the therapy took me to start to forgive at the age of five to um to know that it wasn't my fault and the, you know, holding on to that secret. And there's just so many levels and layers of what my trauma has, plus the past lives that have come into it. And, uh, and I kind of get why, why I'm doing the work that I do and why I wanna help humans, because I've killed millions in past lives. And uh, <laughs> so it's. It... <laughs> Sorry, did I say that with a lot of glee? I want that past
1: life. <laughs> I've killed millions of past lives. Don't piss me off, son. <laughs> you know, take what it say you know, <laughs> yeah uh, but, oh that's right yeah you
2: know, yeah you know so so there's also just also living in South Africa we come from a, the last 15 20 years and so many different levels and layers and the way I like to look at it is every cell has a memory and the more we can allow ourselves to experience the healing in whichever way but you know we humans I want a quick fix. I want to get it. I want to get it all today. So I hope that makes sense in everything that I've said. But you know, I'm still working through my trauma. I'm still working through anger that I carry. I'm still working through deep, deep Um I most certainly have been depressed when we immigrated. That in itself was a big traumatic event. You know, it came with a lot of um, grieving. and. It's, I feel like I'm a work in, in progress, and I like to share this so that people know that I'm not sitting here going, I'm all love and light, guys, and I've got my shit together because I don't.
0: Uh, we're going to get to a point in this conversation where we'll talk about a little bit about how you use these skills in your awakening to help other people who have su- suffered similar things. Um, and by the way, Michelle's uh, website, I'm going to put it up here on the screen here, if you can see it, it's uh, Michelle Carpenter.co.nz for New Zealand. Uh, but, Michelle, you, you mentioned past lives as well. As you started to have these epiphanies and started to awaken and recognize that the things that had happened in your current life, in this life, those traumas, those experiences, depression, all those things, uh, and you started to recognize, as you said, some experiences from past lives, how did that energy collide how does that affect you? I mean, you just said you've killed millions in past lives. That seems to be a, a like a real burden on your shoulders, but you're Sorry, smiling, I'm but you're smiling. So how do those energies collide? How do you reconcile all of that?
2: So this was, this was kind of where I can to, um, to past lives. And I still sort of sat on the cusp of it. And, you know, my spiritual journey was a very slow one for me because of my human experience. And I started bringing people into my space who would channel or talk to the Galactic Federation of Light. And every time I sort of would meet up with these people, I felt really nervous and fearful. Oh my God, there's more out there. There's more out there. And I went on a, 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 a one-day meditation. I met a, a, a woman from California called Nora Hansen, and she's a modality called Integrative Quantum Medicine. And the founder is a lady called Louise Mita. And Nora was traveling through New Zealand. I invited her over and I said, come and host a weekend and come and, you know, teach integrative quantum medicine. And that's where I started realizing that there's so much more to just living in this physical world and being a human being. And how it started was on these weekends where, um, you know, I'll I'll give an example of the the one that's coming to mind, where we started speaking in our group and we were a group of about 12 different people. People. I used to live in a town called Queenstown, and uh, this woman said she's scared of horses. So Nura started experience, like, um, uh, sort of taking her down a, a road of, well, what is it about? No, she's scared of the smell. She's always been scared of horses. She's never ridden a horse. She doesn't know why she's scared of horses. And the next minute, her heart started to beat really, really quickly. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then three to four women on the side of her, on the left-hand side of her, this whole past life started to unveil. And I think my mouth probably just dropped open because- Unveiled to you? You started... Started,
0: you started to see this? Is that what you're saying?
2: No, I, well, so I was a part of this group and Nura Hansen, who was the facilitator, started asking questions okay. around, well, what is it about horse? What is it about? And she kept saying, the more I'm talking about, it's really starting to beat. It's starting to beat really, really fast. And there was starting to be a feeling of anxiety coming up. And as Nura, this facilitator was asking questions, Next man talks to her, and the next woman, the next one, they they all started collectively feeling the energy together within the group, and the story started to unravel. And it was it was kind of freakish for me, where they started talking about how, well, I remember being around a fire, and then the one woman said, "Yes, yes, yes, I remember being around a fire," and then the next woman said, "We were in a camp together, and they were held hostage," and it just unraveled in the most bizarre, oh way. Four of these women were in the same past life together. And what had actually happened was they were, they managed to get horses, I'm, I'm shortening the story because this went on for a good few um, minutes, but they managed to get onto horseback and they all rode and they committed suicide off a cliff. Oh, wow. And and, and basically the, the grieving and the vulnerability came up in all four of those women, let to had a similar feeling a similar story. How do you explain that? You know, it's not like it's not like they were being prompted. They just remembered. And the more that we started going into, you know, we'd have breakout groups, and uh, somebody would say to me, Michelle, I don't like you. There's just something about you I don't like." And I say, "Well, is it my smell? Is it my face? Is it my voice?" And then as we start to explore, once we're in the universal space, it just the story just starts to come, and they're mind-blowing. I could share one story upon the next upon the next about how I've seen how these healings have taken place and they're not forced, they just, the story comes up for the healing in the moment. And it's not one person's healing, it's a collective, it's a group at a time. And I've most certainly had it where I've met people and I think there's an instant dislike and I don't know why. And, you know, i so I'd, I'd I don't want to assume in that moment but if i had to explore it if i walk away and i explore it i'm like oh what was that can you guys just give me a bit of guidance and then they'll say this is a past life this is a past life that you have that person has hurt you or you've hurt them and uh so it's it's there's there's so much to it and it's so in, it's it's so involved but it's not because it happens in the split in, in the blink of an eye at times have you guys ever had an experience where you've Perhaps at an instant dislike for somebody?
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Or an instant affinity for yeah. somebody, an instant um, yes. ability to yes. like somebody. Like you just feel connected, although you've never met the person. Um, with Britt, yes. it's very different. I, I, I keep him on the other side of the country just because that's that's as close as I can get to him. <laughs> See, well, J.B. J.B. J.B.
1: has back killed back. me <laughs> in, in four past lives of J.B. he's killed me four times, so
2: i'm sure i'm sure and you still here yes you're strong
0: <laughs> michelle I, he's, he's like kenny from south park which you i don't know if you get south park They <laughs> killed kenny uh, I, I'm gonna, dead. Let, let me ask you one more question then i'll let brit ask a couple of questions here but you you in this story you just shared these four women had a shared past life is that common do you do you travel amongst groups of people in your lifetime that you've shared other lifetimes with, is that a common phenomenon that you've experienced or that you're aware of now that you've done this work?
2: Yes, um, most certainly. And it's it's not something, you know, I've become sort of as aware as I possibly can in the moment because I found that I was getting into a space in time where I was overanalyzing things. You know, like if I met somebody and I didn't like them, what was this, what is this about? And I feel that some of us on our spiritual journeys can And I just go, okay, you know what it is, what it is, I don't like that person. But yes, in the group settings I've had, and the different um, retreats I've been to, there's most certainly this collective, there seems to be a a dynamic that happens. And when we open ourselves up, you know, I like to explain it as, if you think of the good old CDs, you know, and how the CDs go around as a hologram, that's how I experience life so whether we call it past lives i mean it's happening it's, it's happening right now in the moment and if we experience it we feel it we allow it we grieve it it's it's gone and then we're on to the next hit or the next it's does that make any sense it's just like this is how i see it it's sort of like it comes it comes it comes and that's energy for me it's happening oh it feels explosive there's a few of us together i mean if i really had to tune in we more than likely we've been connected in many many different ways, and you know it's um, it'll be yeah interesting to hear.
1: <laughs>
0: okay, I feel like,
2: so, I, be okay. My so I have
1: I to <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe we, we ruled maybe we ruled together. And we both killed millions of people because I always one of my sayings <laughs> is this: this particular life is lucky. I'm not king for a week because I would kill a lot of people. Um, yeah. So let me ask you this: yeah. so so you said so you made the statement that you you've killed millions in past lives. So. <laughs> I'm assuming it's because you didn't like them. So have you have you met somebody in this life that you're like, you know, I killed you two lives ago and I really want to kill you now. But I live in New Zealand now and they have these weird screwed up laws. and I just can't get away with shoving a sword down your throat. So, I mean, have you ever met somebody like that, that you didn't like them then and now you don't like them now and you wish you could kill them?
2: You know, no. And I'll tell you why. Um, I want to throat punch a lot of people. I want to headbutt a lot of people, um, there's no doubt. (laughs) Uh, but you know, that would be just me being completely, um, superficial. I've taken a life in this lifetime. And I know that it was, am I allowed to swear? Like I know how shit it felt and it took me a long, long, long. It took me many years of even, um, you know, this young girl that I knocked over and killed. We had a soul connection in this lifetime. And uh, it took me a long time to get through the hurt and the pain and the guilt of taking that life. And it was a complete accident. So, yeah, absolutely. But she wasn't innocent. She wasn't, she was innocent. She was a complete innocent.
1: I'm pretty sure the millions that you've killed in past lives deserved it.
2: Well, I was, I was, I was a conqueror. And I was part of. So they deserved it. uh, So. When we're in war, and this is something that I you know, say to people as best hand in the experience of even my dad being in the Rhodesian war, never judge, guys. Because when you're in it, when you're in that fight or flight or fright mode, you do what you've got to do. Yeah. You take out who you've got to take out. And you know, survival of the fittest, it happens in nature. And uh, I think we're just a little bit slower than nature at times as human beings because our conscious mind kicks in. You know, quite a lot. But absolutely, okay. I was devastated. I want to be very clear, I was devastated. And I love that I, I um, you know, that I did take millions, but uh, lives. But I was devastated in that moment, because like, really, I'm Michelle, I'm love and light, like, I'm unconditional love. This is what I'm teaching. And when you hear that, in that moment, I was, I was beside myself, like, how did this happen? But it happened, it's done, it's nothing I can do. Besides mm. move forward in this lifetime.
1: All right. So, uh, okay. So um, I'm sorry. I'm scatterbrained. I'm like ADD right, before, when it comes to you questioning.
0: Go, before you go ADD on me, let me just ask something as a follow-up to what, what yeah. uh, Michelle just said. Do you think there is any balancing of lifetimes, Michelle? If you, in fact, killed millions in previous life lives, do you think now in this life, the good you're doing is a bit of a, a penance for those past lives where you killed millions of people? Is that one of the reasons that you couldn't kill those people now? As Britt uh, asked the question, if you run into those same people, you know, is, is this a balance that's happening that you're atoning for maybe or something, if that makes any sense?
2: Yes, absolutely. It does. And, you know, I think my ego wants to go, of course. And to be honest, that's what I'm still trying to figure out. Um, you know, I, I follow a lot of, Teachers, myself, that work with um, past lives, and um, I followed um, a gentleman by the McLeod, and I think he's actually said that yes, we there's 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 a karmic balance that happens. So I want to say yes, but I, I, I like wholeheartedly. I'm still trying to figure it out, to be honest. So sorry that I can't answer that one hundred. No, that's
0: okay. All right, go ahead, Britt.
1: Because I don't necessarily – I'm not able to, like, look at my past lives and understand what I was doing in my past lives. Um, so my question to you is that you seem to have a much clearer window into what happens. So today, right now, in our reality, in our life today, the technology is what it is. Our rules are what it is. Humanity is what it is. So is your past life – like, so say my past life was in the Viking era since there's a lot of Viking movies on Netflix now. Are we living in that level of, uh, of, human, hum, human, uh, of the human – existence and then if if your past life is even further back like you're the caveman and the or are the past lives different levels of technology and and condition of living does that make sense
2: it does an answer it it the best i can <laughs> it did so, to me
0: but go ahead michelle <laughs> <laughs> i had no idea what he was asking
2: <laughs> okay. i'll try and answer it as best as i can and tell me if i don't okay maybe you'll have to ask it in a different okay. way so in the way that i work so to answer your, your first, uh, my first understanding of how you've asked that question is, let's say, um, you have a resonance for a certain kind of, mu- uh, a, a certain kind of movie or certain, certain kind of series, like let's say the Vikings. Okay. Um, for me, I, I, I just, I, I cannot watch people being skinned and beheaded and that kind of stuff. There's just no resonance there. If there's a resonance, there's something in that and um when i've worked with clients and i do a, a you know vibrational healing with them i use a lot of music and i'll say to them there's a past life that's coming through and then i'll play music that sounds like viking music or um you know something that is that is brave heartish kind of thing and the next moment
1: i can't screaming, screaming music okay. screaming <laughs> yeah, music it's all vocals <laughs> it is listen to it i call it screaming music it's it's some high-pitched voice going
2: oh. okay you and i listen to very different music yeah I,
0: I, he's listening to something in his head i think i don't think that's actually recorded music anywhere i'm making a note of uh 36 minutes and 50 seconds into this program Britt saying something and i'm gonna clip that out later let me just make a note go ahead michelle sorry there you go <laughs> oh boy, boy this falls you were taken with... up on the oh, spaceship for nothing but... yeah, that's right <laughs> <laughs> yes I'm in a spaceship um,
2: All right. There's, there's a resonance that happens and I, again please tell me if I'm not answering it in the way that you would um, you know to, to help some to bring some understanding it's, um, it's the feeling I can only just say it to you it's the feeling so it's, it's, if you play music if you're watching something and you're in it You know we get a sensation we get a feeling body and there's a there's there's a relating to it and if it relates it relates and if it doesn't it doesn't and i'll say to anybody any of my clients and i know that i'm not for everybody i'll say whatever resonates take on even when i was meeting you know people the universe is bringing people into my space that really do connect with the, uh, sorry, galactic federation of light. And I, and it did, I was, I was just fearful. It felt like it was too big. Then I started learning about negative entities. And then I started learning about reptilians and, and slowly, but surely I was being shown that I was getting ready for more, but in my head, in my conscious Mm. mind, I didn't feel ready at the time. So I would go into fear and, um, slow and 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 i was being guided like i have um readings done for me i like to upgrade myself all the time i like to learn all the time and uh so again it's what resonates what resonates for you and it's in the feelings so again when the past lives happen even if have any of you guys been um hypnotized or had um, any regression therapy um it's 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 amazing it's amazing what comes through when you're in this deep hypnotic space and state and you know there's another past life that i quivered even sharing because it was just horrible and it was uh, i was a nazi now when i went under hypnotherapy did you ever i never thought never that i would be a nazi but this became incredibly real and the way that i grew i was traumatized in this past life and uh, i remember very well pushing everything pushing it all Pushing the kids, hearing the kids, and I ran, and I and I took my life, and, and then I, then it's done, and that's a thing that I'd like to really, uh, really say that we can get stuck on those past lives, and a lot of times people do all well, as a monk in a past life, and I was this. Well, that's that energy's moving, and it's done. We work with it, and then it's done. But you know, people huck. Uh, sorry, huck is a South African word, Um hop on about it they hop on about it they're like oh well in a past life i was this in a past life i was that. And i'm like okay guys but it's done so you know even seeing your 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 response jv like nobody ever wants to know they were a nazi in a past life so again i'd like to think that yes i'm um, hopefully doing good hopefully doing better in, in this lifetime by humans and it just brings a kind of understanding as to ah oh, Yo, yo, that's that's why I can't watch anything to do with Hitler or Germany, or I, I just can't. Mm. Uh, I never have. I, I I battle with anything to do around war, um, and it's not good or bad. It just is what it is. So, does that answer your question, you, question,
1: Brit? Uh, yeah yeah, kind of, kind of. Um, I guess what I was what I was um more. Going, I'm gonna try this one more time, but quickly and succinctly. Um, you said that you've killed millions in past lives. Does that mean like you were in the King Arthur era commanding armies on horseback? And I guess what I'm what I'm curious about is in the past life, could it be a really futuristic Jetsons cartoon type of fast life? Even though today's life that we're in is not quite at that level, but we're also not in the King Arthur days right now. We're more advanced, but not as advanced in this particular are you asking life. now? Your uh, next life.
0: Are you asking if her past life was actually uh, of an advanced technology? Maybe you know predates our history. Is that what you are asking? Right. Yes. Was, yes. Or
1: okay. yeah. Okay. Do, do we Thank slip and slide on the timeline with our lives? I guess is what I am asking.
2: Yes. Uh, yes. One hundred percent. And for me, it's well. Let's just just look at technology and how advanced it is today. Look at what's coming through in terms of. Um, you know, animation. So those are people that are out there in the field that are getting information that you know, you might not get or I might not get. But again, it's that hologram that we're in. It's a hologram. And for me, in the human experience, it's, it's, it's feeling it, it's working with it. And, and then it's done. That's, that's the only way I can sort of explain it. But absolutely, okay. we're, we're all we're, we're, you know, everything is interconnected, everything.
1: Okay. That answers yeah. my question. That makes sense. Okay, so okay, so you 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 started your life in South Africa, but your dad was from and parents were from Zimbabwe.
2: No, we or were Rwanda? in Zimbabwe, and then uh, Zimbabwe and then my folks um uh, fled Zimbabwe and we moved to South Africa in 1981. And uh we've and now when did come to you move to, to New Zealand? From Johannesburg, South Africa, five and a half years ago.
1: Okay, so five and a half years ago. so you, yeah, you're kind of all over the place. So the, they are literally the, the yeah the the generational trauma that you talk about and that I read up on. So help me under So my my thought my, I just want to make sure I understand what you're saying. So your parents passed on their trauma and their upbringing and their abuses onto you, or the way that they raised you was onto you, and they traumatized you, or or whatever they did, and your 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 uncle, I guess, traumatized you, and then now you're gonna hopefully you're awake to it so you're not going to pass it on to your kids but the average person would then pass on those traumas on to their kids and you could go backwards in line and go back to your great great grandparents and their traumas were passed on to your great grandparents and they passed theirs on to your parents and now they're is that kind of how it works or is it more mental energy type trauma transferring
2: it, for me it's the feelings it's the feelings within the body so Uh, So, as an example, uh, I had a client who had something going on with his right knee. And in the session, we were shown that this was his grandfather's 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 energy. And I think it went back like 11 generations. He went and he did uh, an ayahuasca journey. And he came back and he said to me, Michelle, you were spot on. The energy, the energy, the feelings, the emotions. So emotions for me is energy in motion. And we take on we take on the energy of what, um, you know, our parents have perhaps not worked through. And it's no fault of theirs. It's no judgment of theirs. But we do we, we, we bring that energy in to this body into this physical body, the emotions that haven't been explored or haven't been experienced, or haven't been worked through, meaning that it shows up as anger, frustration, irritation, You know so it sits sometimes very deep within the organs pain absolutely suffering shame embarrassment guilt all of those collectively and uh it often sits within certain parts of the body and uh it's sometimes again for me it's about keeping this work as simple as possible and sometimes it's not that because clearly every form is different But when you go into the body, the body will show you. And I ask a question, is this yours or is this your mother's? Is this your grandmother's? And when a person is in their intuition, when they're in their knowing, they get the answer immediately and they get a yes or a no. And it's as simple as using a bit of breath work, a bit of stretching, um, and the energy shifts in that moment.
1: And and, and, and we can stop it from going forward to the next generation?
2: For sure. At the same time, it's it is very interesting. At the same time, our children come in to teach us so much about ourselves. Our children, you know, I'm not the person that I am today when my daughter was born or when I was pregnant with her 18 years ago. So she's caring, and I've realised that I I'm doing the work for myself, but for the change to happen, the lifetimes, the patterns of changes, and I really. see it down doing the work I really selectively with both my children kids come into this world quick man they're so fast we're the ones that are slow sometimes as as adults and uh and it's our conditionings and our programmings that hold us back and you know Xbox and PlayStation is one of those my my guides were showing me that these kids just they just stop don't stop them yes obviously give them boundaries but they just they're using everything with I'm the one who's going, you know, again, fear, because yeah. you know, I don't understand it. I don't understand it.
1: Yeah. All my kids have taught me how to do is breathe deep and count.
0: I'm sure. <laughs> Michelle, you talk you talk about intergenerational trauma and you I think you did. You, you explained what that is. You also talk about ancestral trauma, right? Is that the other word? Ancestral trauma. What's the difference between intergenerational trauma and ancestral trauma?
2: Great question. Um, ancestral would be, how do I explain this? Ancestral is what we've carried, and we don't realise that we're actually carrying it. Intergenerational is in the in in our generations. Okay, a lot of times the ancestral trauma is the the the, the land. The the land that, you know, it, it's like even us immigrating from South Africa or, sorry, to Zimbabwe, from Zimbabwe to South Africa, I was carrying a lot of the ancestral vibrational energy within the land. The intergenerational is my lineage, is my mom, my dad, my dad's dad's dad, my mom's mom's mom. That's the difference for me. And again, I, I am still exploring it, but that's the way I see it and have
0: been shown it. The reason we're talking about all these things, just for folks who are just joining us, is because you may be experiencing some of these things and the effects of these things. Michelle helps folks identify that and helps them work through those issues. Uh, if you experience trauma in a past life, Michelle, as you as you said you have and you're aware of now, and and you you're you're having effects from that trauma in this current life. What's that called? Is that inter, is that intergenerational or ancestral or something else? Uh,
2: sorry, Debbie, do you mind just repeating the question?
0: It, it, you have experienced trauma in a past life that you have identified. If someone has yeah. that a trauma in a past life and they're experiencing effects from that trauma in this life in a current life, what well, yeah. how how do you define that? Is that ancestral? Right. Trauma, or is that intergenerational trauma, or something else?
2: That, for me, would be ancestral. Okay. That would be a, you know, once you start exploring it, it's something that they've carried that they're not even aware that they're
0: carrying. And how do you, in the work that you do, how do you sense when somebody has trauma within themselves, whether, whether it's manifesting itself physically or emotionally or something along those lines? Because you can sense that. You can see that.
2: I can't. When I'm connecting with um, with a client, I'm in their field, I'm in their energy. And for me, we're all we're all one. And uh, so I I start feeling in my body what they're feeling, even unconsciously, they might not be aware of it. So as they start to tell me their story, whether it be, um, you know, they're not in a happy marriage or they had some bad relationship with their father, or it was abusive or physical, mental, emotional, it's still a, you know, it's it's the abuse that they're holding on to, I feel it in my body. And I feel that when the trauma is sitting in their body, and in the, in the I go into the head, here. They, the, it's always here within the head, like in the conscious mind. And the biggest thing I find with a lot of us is to, to to our bodies connecting to our heart space is the hardest thing for us as humans. It's the most bizarre thing, how so often we feel so sort of disconnected, and I'm using head here and body here. But when we're connected and we're in alignment, I'm feeling, I'm sensing all the time what's going on in their body. And as they're talking and they're sharing with me what they're sharing, I can feel the energy move within their body. And if there's anger uh, in my work that I do, when there's anger, I'm always taken to the liver. When there's resentment, I'm taken to the liver. And, uh, you know, sometimes clients aren't even aware what they're they're actually um, holding on to and and what I mean by that is I would say to them um, you know I'm picking up something with in European tube and and then when we, we it's, I kind of take them with the eyes into their body and as soon as they go they'll start to see like they'll, they'll we, we explore and I'll say well, what's the feelings in there and they'll say oh it feels murky or it feels muddy or it feels slimy and then we give it a color we just start to explore what the body's showing us and and i'll ask you know and and then i also get guided that it would be something between the ages of naught to seven years old that that's what the body the feelings the the cells are holding on to and and a breath work crying tears for me are the most beautiful golden allowing that we can ever ever have for me as a human being and as soon as the tears are, are allowed in the body, the body lets go. You know, so often we hold and we store and we store and we store. Even with past lives, we we store and we hold on. And the limbic brain plays such a, a, a massive part of who we are. If I may give an example of just how, you know, fight, flight or fright, it's so easy for me right now because I'm in a calm space and I'm enjoying talking to you guys to say, oh, well, this is, you know, of course I'm, you know, calm. and. But holy whack, put me into a situation which we've had in South Africa, um, quite a few situations. And I'm, I'm the kind of person, I'm not good. I just go into, like I, I go into a paralytic space. My husband goes into, he's zoned, he focuses, you know, he goes into mode. Everybody responds differently. So it's, it's, it's a work in progress, but when we're having to be on in the moment, Who knows how we would all uh, perform? Who knows whether we're going to be paralyzed or not or, you know, going to fight mode.
0: When we talk about being connected, um, we all are connected uh, based on what you're saying here. And I've I've heard other people talk about this as well. We're not all aware that we're connected. What's the difference between being aware that you're connected and not being aware? How how does it change you as a person when you become aware? And how do you become aware?
2: Gosh, you've got such amazing questions. I love it. Um, so, it's for me. The more that we we explore our body and our heart space, the more connected we become. So for me, I I wasn't the normal medium who just remembered stuff as a kid, you know, and connected with people as children. Um, I my connection happened. The more I let go of what I thought consciously was right or wrong. And to answer your question um, with regards to how does one connect, it's as simple as putting our hands on our heart and feeling our heartbeat. That is connection. It's as simple as showing up for each other. That's connection. It's as simple as. Getting a sign, you know, where, where you could you could put it out there to the universe and say, if you're missing a loved one, okay, give me a sign, show me. And if you really, really, not even looking, because I think so often we look so hard and we don't realize that we're actually missing the moment. It's just being in the moment. That's that's the connection. Look at nature. Trees don't look at each other and grow next to each other and go, mm, dude, mm, mm, get your leaves. That this is my space. This is where my <laughs> <answer to it. laughs> You know, we're we're all connected. It's sometimes just based on what a person's been through in this lifetime. And when we let go again of the conscious mind, we will just open ourselves up to so much more. And what actually happens is our thoughts, our thoughts are the most um, our thoughts and our feelings, because we feel before we think. Okay, but as an adult, our thoughts. I would highly recommend thoughts. What are you thinking? What are you thinking? What are you thinking? If you if you're thinking shitty things, you're gonna you're gonna be a shit maggot, you're gonna bring it into your space. But for me, in the work I do, we feel as a kid, and then the thought happens. You know, it's if we're scolded, we feel it. And we feel bad as a kid, and then we afterwards you think, What did we do that was so wrong? But we're connected, we're all connected. It's just having to let go of what we think is true. Uh,
0: one more question, and let let Britt take it for a second here. But um, what types of manifestations in people who aren't aware of any of this, don't understand what it means to be connected and how it can help, what manifestations in a person uh, demonstrate that they need the help of someone like you to unlock this stuff? What types of things do you see in your clients, I guess is the question.
2: Sorry, if I may elaborate, do you mean from a um, from what they're holding on to, what they're storing, or how they manifest exactly?
0: Well, I, I like, imagine. Like, and
2: what I, would I suggest? Yeah, I'm making what some. Assu- I'm making.
0: I'm making some assumptions here, but I I'm imagine these past life traumas and these intergenerational traumas, ancestral traumas, and grief and these other things that they harbor into this life manifest themselves in ways in their current life. And they probably are destructive manifestations. They hold them back from being successful, from being happy, from maybe uh, being happy in a marriage, from being able to be a good parent, whatever it is, these things affect them and they don't realize that's what's affecting them. So what types of things do people, should people maybe take a step back and look at their own lives and saying, wow, maybe this is the type of thing Michelle was talking about. And I should talk to her about this uh, because she can help me identify yes. it.
2: Yes. So there's so much in that of what you've asked. And it's, it is, it's it's identifying what the emotion is. It's identifying how come just things just aren't getting any better for me. Just like I really lived in my victimhood. You know, I, I, I joked about being the middle child, but I was typical of the middle child. I was t- typical about the why me, why me. I just, everything else that accumulating you know what had happened in my life up until the age of 33 when my ex-husband had uh, had an affair there was so much in that and i just why is this happening to me well i now get the why but we're always searching for the why as human beings in my opinion and sometimes we don't get the why 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 are kids born deformed why you know sometimes it's just it's apparently it's for the learning of the parents apparently there's there's, sometimes we might just not get the why but it's pinpointing in the moment of well what is it that i want to do differently and most of us the biggest thing um that we don't or aren't taught is how to love ourselves and our lack of self-worth is it's crazy. It's just crazy. You know, I can have the most beautiful woman or beautiful handsome man sitting opposite me and I can go wow, and he could be successful and he can have all the money in the world. And but there's still this sense of loneliness, the sense of there's just something that's missing in my life. And then we explore it, we explore what the subconscious is holding on to, which is from childhood, what what are we holding on to, along with everything else that you've mentioned. Um, and for me, it's important to, to just sit and ask yourself the question, what does happiness even look like? What is true joy look like? If you look at a kid, you know, at the moment we're going, we're in autumn going into winter, and you just watch kids and they pick up leaves and they throw them and, you know, they pick their noses and they just don't care. And we get to adulthood or teenagehood and we start caring about what other people think. And it's going back to that joyful presence. And again, once we tap into our hearts, our hearts know nothing else except deep connection and deep love for one another. So I hope that answers Mm. your question, but it's just ask yourselves, you know, for those of you who are watching or those who who are not too sure if you're wanting more, what does more look like? What does more feel like? You know, we're taught, we're conditioned, we all want more i'm just so grateful coming from south africa to have water coming out of my shower at night i'm just so grateful for that because you've got these little kids that are carrying that are walking five kilometers trevor noah is a perfect example you know they're walking with buckets on their heads and god forbid if they miss a drop of water you know it's just so grateful so it's, it's, it's a searching but it's also a learning along the way that's my discovery in this life is that you know it's not a quick fix and I, I i think that i'll probably be working on my craziness my wackiness, my whatever whatever <laughs> it is until um, i'm old
1: <laughs> i think we're i think we're always uh, working until the day we die i think we're always there's always something to tweak and fix and no one is ever perfect yeah, and as long as we know that it sure. makes life you a are bit easier you're i perfect. am perfect you're perfect <laughs> yeah i am personally thankful for indoor plumbing it takes my poop outside the house and i don't have to go outside <laughs> so that is amazing invention right there and i feel spoiled because a lot of people don't have that in the world um yes. all right yes. so i'm gonna i'm gonna derail this thing uh uh how many languages do you speak two english and afrikaans just yeah. curious because most women most people outside the united states speak multiple languages which you do um here on the planet earth i am unique you are unique jv is you unique we kind of call what the soul is the word we kind of put for it um when when i leave this life the energy dissipates into the universe or wherever it goes is it my unique soul that jumps to the next life and then lives that life and then when it's done with there it jumps to the next life is that how that works and my question to that is if it is is there a finite amount of souls is there like and I'm just using simple numbers, there's 100 souls that move in between all of these lives. Or is it like here on planet Earth where we're reproducing and our population gets bigger and bigger and bigger so we can create additional souls, additional souls that then bounce through all these lives?
2: So I'd like to make a suggestion. Uh, I'd love to channel for you and channel the Council of Light if we have time because they can give the answers. They're from the 15th dimension. I personally am still exploring that with what you're saying and what you're asking. Um, I just see it as energy. When I connect with a loved one, it's the energy that comes through. You know, I don't see it as a specific soul. I don't see it as, as a light. I just, I just sense, I just sense that it's energy. And perhaps the council of eight can answer that question for you. Uh, cause that's, that's a really great big question. Um, I most certainly, uh in the work that i do when a soul passes over they're there they're they're in the universal field you know they're not on a planet that's sitting somewhere and waiting to come back down to earth i get asked very often have they reincarnated as this have they reincarnated as that and i had a client this morning actually who said her niece looks exactly like her sister who died 20 years ago and her sister had come through and her sister said yes i've reincarnated that because he has the energy talking to me and her sister's reincarnated <laughs> into a baby <laughs> so you know it's um
1: wait, 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 hold, on, just... hold on hold on so so you have this 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 life form energy that died that you're talking to but it reincarnated as this little sister yeah. that you that, that you could physically see so you have the energy that's in the in the other plane and you yeah, have yeah. the energy yeah. that energy so at the same time so they just double At the same time
2: so think of it like this this is our mass body okay and our conscious is so much that our conscious minds do not understand and that's why for me it's an exploring and i often joke about like who knows if this is all freaking real apparently this is all an illusion okay but as we're energetic beings and, and energy is continuously moving have you guys any done um and I don't know if this is a personal question, but I've done plant based medicine, psychedelics. And oh my gosh, I would highly, highly recommend uh, to do. You done mushrooms. DMT? I haven't done DMT, but I've done psilocybin. And he's back in South Africa and a journey here. I've done Cambo. Um, and it is, it, it, excuse the pun, but it is absolutely mind blowing as to what you see and sense out there. So consciously, like your mind for me right now consciously is trying to understand how this all works, I as energy that is it so the the physical body of this woman she was an older woman and she she died she left her physical body and she went she went wherever she went let's call it you know into the ethers as a soul for want of a better explanation and She's now reincarnated. I mean, this this woman, this client I was working with, she said, "Michelle, this this is she's she's got the the same feature. She's got the same ways. This little girl, is she's my sister. I can see it." And uh, so the soul has come back in into this into another physical body. It's energy, and that's just the way I see right. it. That's the way I sense it. D- d- does what? that answer your question?
1: Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. Um, so what does since you brought up the psychedelics microdosing stuff like that what does that do for you i mean does, does it does it allow the the information to flow smoother in and out type of thing or what is when you when you so, take it and you 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 offset your brain so to speak okay
2: great way to put it yes okay so so for me working with trauma and grief um you know the conscious mind holds on it can sometimes take an hour and a half sometimes two to three sessions for the conscious mind to to let go, to just not have this, you know, especially when somebody's been incredibly traumatized, if they've been raped or they've had a um amount of abuse over years, the brain feel safe. And when you're not feeling safe, you know, th- the body just is holding on, storing, 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 storing. And for people to talk about their trauma is, can be incredibly re-traumatizing so when when one takes psilocybin it's the con everything just kind of dissolves and you you you're out there and you can you you see your body you sense your body but basically you let down your defenses you let down your guard and you 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 allow whatever comes up so in one moment you would be crying music is very very thick when you're doing psychedelics and this is what helped me a lot with my sexual abuse was, you know, the, the shaman that I was with played a really deep, dark tune and I could just feel this darkness come up and it took me straight back to being five years old. And, and I cried, I could feel myself quiver and I went into a pattern of holding my body and, um, and to not go into to what exactly he used to do to me but it was just like, I just wanted, I just wanted to leave him and, but I was angry at the same time so another song was played so you you exploring all these different emotions and you feel safe to do it because the huh. brain is just like Phew. and right. when we're not feeling safe when we're not feeling safe with an individual or with a person you know we don't, we don't allow we don't allow ourselves to right. to allow the vulnerability Whereas for me you know psychedelics depending on who you're working with depending on like i'm very aware of i always ask my team of guides is this a good person for me because i am so open and i've seen so much and um but it, they are incredibly incredibly healing and you just see so much you see that we are just little 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 specks <laughs> yeah in the bigger quantum field
1: <laughs> you're like crazy okay so there's more we really are.
2: Very much so. Very, oh, very, much
1: so. I have more, JV, but we're out of time, so I'm just going to say hand it back to you. Yeah, and you well, Yeah, thing.
0: we can't quite leave yet. I've got two important questions. The first one was one I just happened to catch. We get a lot of questions in our chat room, Michelle, and I, I don't always see them. I saw this one, and uh, somebody did want to know about birthmarks and if they relate to past life scars or something. Do you have any any thoughts on that?
2: Yes. What a great question. And I can actually speak. I'm smiling because I can speak from personal experience, Um my husband has a red Ruby birthmark on his um, on his right uh, shin. And the biggest thing that that um, one of the things that he, he has had in a past life is he's been shackled. He's been basically, to keep, and he's he's felt the shackles and in this lifetime, he's working through not feeling so shackled like he, he battles with control he battles with you know the world that we currently have been living in in the last two and a half years um but yes it's very much got to do with uh, a past life and it's kind of like i'd say where it is a pride as a pride marking of uh, what you've experienced in the
0: past mm. um second question is you brought up the council of eight we really didn't talk about that much and we need to Tell us what the Council of Eight is. Um, you mentioned it, they're on the fifteenth dimension. What is that? And give us just a little more background on, on this this connection and how you channel them.
2: So I closed my eyes, and uh, how I started connecting with them was they started coming through as different energies. And <clears throat> one of the energies I'm very proud to say was Nelson Mandela, Lady Lady Diana, and and Gandhi and um, and when I closed my eyes, I kept asking, who is this? Who is this? And I, as the human being that I am, I like a label because it makes me feel safe. And I have, um, I got the word council and it's not like they're sitting around a table and eight for me is an infinity number. And it just goes, you know, round and round. So I got this, I got the word council and I was like, oh, council of, of what? And I got eight, and I just saw this number in my third eye of eight, so council of eight. They've shown me they're from the 15th dimension. I don't know. I need to speak to a quantum physicist to find out where the heck that is, because I've said to them time and time again, guys, where is that? (laughs) Somewhere out there in the field. When we look at the galaxy, I'm like, okay, which dimension? Not too sure. But I close my eyes, and it's it's completely clear become a clear channel and they pick up and they and they you know if i have a client in front of me they share things with the client that i i would not know and it's they keep it simple because i've asked them i like uh things to be simple i like to be able to explain things simply um yep me too (laughs) and like simple often like simple and they often will show in um in uh, like, in stories or pictures, you know, they'll, they'll, as an example, they would say, um, you know, Michelle, you're going through this explosive moment right now, and you're like a tornado, you you know, you're picking up all the destruction as you as you as you're getting more and more angry. And then you have this explosive moment, and then okay, you're done. But when you look back, there's this devastation. And that's how they explain things to clients. And sometimes I've noticed, um, when I don't have a dry mouth that I get this kind of clicking in the back of my, in the back of my, um, my, my, sorry, my mouth, my jaw. And, uh, they, they come through. I mean, I've, I've chatted this before and it's different energies that come through and I never ask. I, you know, for me, it's, it's accepting that I feel very blessed that these are angels coming through and that I'm giving doubts and even if I don't have a client, I'll get a message. I might be packing my dishwasher and I, and I get this message, Michelle, go and record this now. We've got a download for humanity. And for me, it's about they share the love. They share the for safe, that earth is going through what it's going through right now, uh, for the, the rapid transformation that's coming. And, um, and they're a collective, they're a collective of very wise beings, and they are ascended masters who've also once walked the earth. And uh, I feel incredibly, I have said this before, but incredibly blessed as to, uh, sometimes, you know, I, can, I sort of have a chat to them while they're coming through. I'm like, me, what? Or like, wow, guys, that was like really clever. Like, I wouldn't have thought about it like that. <laughs> um, but I love the fact that they keep it simple.
0: I like that too. You said something about about channeling channeling the council of eight to answer one of Brit's questions. Is that something that you wanted to do?
2: I'd love to if we have time. Um...
0: (laughs) (laughs) They might be they might be be at for lack of words for the first time (laughs) for the first time you've tried to channel them. They might be at a lack of words. (laughs) But no, seriously. So
2: if okay, great. So I'm going to close my eyes. I take a few breaths. I might yawn and uh brit, you're probably gonna have to ask the question again but they'll more than likely introduce themselves and then we we take it from there okay okay
0: perfect
1: okie dokie
2: we welcome you here today brit and jv and the people who are watching this download and transmission right now we are the council of eight we are angelic beings of light We are ascended masters who have once walked the earth planes. We have a knowing and an understanding as to what it seems to be a human being. Many, 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 many humans are in a space in time where their physical bodies are not their physical bodies anymore. So, we are answering your question, Britt, from earlier on. There is a holding that happens when the soul leaves these physical bodies. There is a holding that happens when they leave the physical bodies. And the holding that happens is the souls transmute back into the light, the souls transmute back into space in time. There are platforms where certain souls go to the souls who have taken their lives, the souls who have decided that the vibration of earth is too intense, too much. These souls are in space, where they are being held with other souls collectively. And we do not have the words that, human ha- that humans have of nurturing, nourishment, feeding, kindness, caring. We are. And within the arness, within the beingness, within the seeingness, within the knowingness of all that is humans are a small part of the universal energies humans are as small as plankton is within the sea we often what we would like to say is we often look down but we don't look down as we are within human beings we reside within energy energy is in motion all the time so brit we know you have a question and we would like to both honor the two of you in this moment in time as to how much awareness you are bringing to humans You are creating mind-blowing explosions. You are creating a new knowingness. You are formulating so much of what is. And what we mean by that is. You guys are. We see you. We hear you we feel you we hold you and we thank you and we honor you for all that you are doing do you have a question for us
1: my question was is there a finite number of for lack of better words souls that bounce in and out of these various lives lifetimes or is it constantly growing are we are there young souls and old souls um does the number ebb and flow i guess of the amount of beings that are bouncing in and out of all these life times
2: the transmissions that take place are continuously changing at various rates at various times at various times of evolution this is very much our of the evolutionary phases of changes that are happening so to answer your question yes. yes 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 there is so much brit that within the holding within the holding within the holding and if you notice where we have michelle's hands within the holding is where the brain Keeps humans small. The brain is an integral human space of so much, so much connectedness, so much wiring. Yet, so many humans keep themselves in a dummy space, in a dummy phase. And humans are more than that. Souls are more than that. Souls are light. That choose to come into these physical bodies. Souls are energy. They are not bright. They are not white. They do not have color. They are heart centered. The changes that are happening within the earth, within Mother Nature, are not only cyclical, they are happening out there. Falling in here it is a very 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 important time in human time to become more consciously aware of what each individual is thinking how each individual is feeling within their vibration within their frequency within their heart spaces as energy is felt 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 and energy is shifting and moving all the time i was talking to you both about this beautiful time in how plants are being used nature is so is it not And. Nature is shifting so much vibrationally right now. The consciousness is not understood. Yet humans are trying, scientists are trying to understand what changes, what shifts within nature. This is an important time for evolution. This is important time for all of you collectively to evolve. What are you all thinking? Souls come and go, Brit, all the time. And what Mother Earth is feeling and sensing is it's time to shake it up. It's time to let go. Human beings have been what we would say destructive, have they not? Human beings want more, want more, more, want more. And as humans are learning more to give and receive, as humans are learning more to be within their heart spaces, as humans are learning in these times to connect more to one another and show up for one another, the energy within the human space is changing. We hope. This answers your question
0: it
1: did thank
0: you I don't know what um,
2: any other questions
0: yeah I don't I don't have any um, but uh, thank you and I don't know what what, I don't want to be disrespectful but um, does Michelle just come out of the, the the channeling I don't know how that works okay
2: she does thank you for asking that thank you for your time We acknowledge you both once again for the work that you are doing with human beings. You are creating awareness and you are creating a different consciousness. Keep laughing, keep laughing, keep laughing. We thank you.
0: Thank you. Michelle, what does that do to you? I don't know what the hell that was all about. (laughs)
1: All of a sudden, I start talking slow. I start talking (laughs) slow and articulate and enunciate. It's like I felt like I was in the principal's office and I had to ask the questions appropriately.
0: (laughs) The
1: chat was saying,
0: saying, I think that's the slowest Brit has ever spoken. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, <laughs> oh, sorry, so JV. Your question? No, I just want to ask Michelle how that affects her physically. You know, what what does that do to you when you channel?
2: Um, my hands become ice cold. My body, um, it, I just leave. I leave, and there's there's no. It's kind of like there's no brainwaving. It's just I become completely clear. There's no. I start to get cold now as I come back into my body, and I'm talking to you, like I'm looking at you and focusing, and mm-hmm. I start to become. Uh, cold like my nervous system starts to regulate um but it's it's so calming it's it's they make my life so easy they really really do uh with the answers that they give and and how they show up
0: um you say um you you you, you i don't know how you put it something about question. your brain waves some of this stuff whatever and i think brit we may have we may have figured out what's going on with you maybe you've been channeling all this time <laughs> <laughs> you're channeling something here now uh Quick, you want to ask another quick one before we let let Michelle go? Good. I do have a okay, question. Go
1: I do have a. Qu- yeah. A, I, I saw a st- a, a Queen comment and it made me think. So this is going to be completely uh, inappropriate. Oh but go for it. Oh boy, here we go. So w- we are obviously currently in the human form, living in the human flesh, which there's a, a physical attraction and how we reproduce and stuff. On their level, the Council of Eight level, the energy level. Once they leave this particular, do they have like relations like we in the human form have relations, or is it something completely different? Like it's almost like the Vulcan mind meld, where they really don't have sex. They just it's more emotional, or more like in Demolition Man when Sandra Bullock and Sylvester Stallone did the helmet thing, and they didn't actually have physical contact. Or do they actually have passionate physical contact in that realm?
2: no no there's there's no passionate there's no they just are they they're there they show up again in in the essences and and they're pure um you know they come to me in a almost a similar blue to this and i've seen um octarians before and um do you guys know about octarian energy or palladian energy
0: i've talked about Um, palladians before yeah
2: Okay, um, but no, we're, we're human beings that have, you know, we come from our tribal background and we're physical and we're sexual and we're essential. And um, I'm sure they have many
0: chuckles at us. <laughs> <laughs> we gave them a few tonight, that's Or for they sure. throw open their mouth.
2: On
0: that note, <laughs> Michelle, if if, yeah. if somebody wants to connect with you, Maybe get some guidance from you or reading a session. First of all, I need to ask you this. Are most of your clients uh, domestic to you in New Zealand or are they international? No. Because I would expect, particularly from the United States, that your accent alone is so soothing and so calming oh my God. <laughs> That that alone really? for an American to hear that would be would yeah. be worth the you know the price of admission there. So I, I thought yeah, that maybe read they me the would be a phone book. You that. guys can stay and I'm not
2: paying them just so you know, guys.
0: <laughs> but uh how, how can people how can people uh get in touch with you to to get more information about your work or maybe get a, a consultation with you?
2: Thank you. Um, And work internationally, Zoom is my main way of working, which I love. Connection is connection. And my website is www.michellecarpenter.co.nz. And you go into my bookings page and you book. You're using um, that fancy language. You said
0: NZ. We we say Z here, so it's NZ. Z. Z (laughs) -Z, Yeah.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Come on, guys. Upgrade yourselves. Come on.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I
1: I have one last question. Um, I have one last question. Yes, because you mentioned the last two years have been crazy. We're in America, obviously, and we watch American media, which says New Zealand has been like, like terminally locked down, authoritarian, blah blah blah. What's it been like for you guys the last couple of years down there?
2: Um, it's so funny because I describe New Zealand as being this massive stallion coming out of the the you know the 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 racehorse coming out. What's that thing that they that holds them? The racehorses. What's
1: that? The reins. You know, the, come, that, the what no the oh. um throwing out the gate if they coming out the, gate. The, they, the
2: they, gate the gate the gate that's right and you know we went into um and everybody was like rara new zealand and now we're kind of like the lame horse that's like limping behind <laughs> <laughs> so we we mandated um in december last year and it created for such a beautiful small country you know kiwis by nature are very they're very kind. They're very humble. They're non-confrontational. The biggest thing about a kiwi, to uh, me coming from South Africa, is now we, we're told the South Africans we're quite arrogant, okay, and it's okay. Like I'm, I'm okay with that, okay. Live, live in the world that we lived in. Like I would say more resilient, but it is what it is. And but <laughs> kiwis are very like yeah, nah. Like you say, would you like a cup of coffee? Uh, yeah, nah. Yeah, nah. And it's like Jesus. Is it yes or is it no? Okay. And um, <laughs> so, so, so to go through the mandates and um, so we had two, lo- three lockdowns, and uh, I think three. And it's it was it affected everybody because they, it created such a divide for this very peaceful nation and our hearts broke. And what was very interesting for me is I spoke to a friend in the UK two weekends ago and she hadn't seen that there were protests up at Wellington. I don't know if you guys got to see that in in, in the States, but a whole bunch of people who were mandated and decided both vaccinated, not vaccinated went and they, they had like, they had, there was this whole big road trip. And I think it was for about 45 weeks that people just took their tents and they were camping out in front of parliament and they created this beautiful community and they went and they were cooking and cleaning and toilets were put like plumbers everybody everybody just got involved it was incredible we are now coming out of it slowly and the world we've only opened up to the world i think just over a month ago and it's i want to not put it out there but i think there's a lot of um devastation that's still coming there's a lot of dire times because businesses have closed um, you know, marriages have, have failed, uh, people have just been separated yeah. and divided in so many different ways and it's devastating. Yeah. So yes. I think we're slowly but surely as the world opens up because, you know, New Zealand is very much based on tourism it is, it's a country and I highly recommend you guys come and visit one day. Um, it, the nature is profound and it's pure. It really, really is a pure, beautiful country. Can we see it at your house? <laughs> of course. <laughs> Of course, you're very welcome.
0: Yeah, Michelle, as I think... As
2: long as you slow down, Rich, yes. as long as you slow down, okay?
0: Those, uh, <laughs> those effects are, uh, are... We're feeling them here. We're recognizing them here. I mean, a lot of people warned us of this, and we're starting to see it. Uh, and then we're going to be paying that price for a long time. I think around the globe we will be. But Michelle, thank you so much for your time tonight. It's been a real treat having my you on. You're, you're, you're funny. You're fun. Your, your smile is infectious, and we appreciate you being here tonight.
2: Oh my goodness! Thank you guys. It's been such fun, and I look forward to you know hearing from you both again one day. I wish you all the best with for your sure. show. It's just amazing. Thank it's
0: you. Really, really thank amazing. you. And we'll definitely thank have you, you sure. back. Have a great day. Yeah, we'll have you back thank on. You. Thank you. Okay. So long. Bye. Bye. Oh wow, that was fun. We um we again thank Michelle. If if you didn't catch the website, let me put it back up for you. It's uh Michellecarpenter.co.nz. Michellecarpenter.co.nz. Um if you want to look into more of her work, maybe get a consultation. It's a great website, a lot of stuff there. So uh, boy, so you channel, when you channel, when, when you talk to, uh, Michelle, when she was channeling the, the council of eight, you, your, your speech slowed down to a point where i have never heard you talk so slowly before you used words that were actually correct in, 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 in the sentences that you were trying to form. <laughs> the whole thing was, I think there was, there's something to this. I think, I think we found a connection. I, I was talking actually, to a higher power. <laughs> yeah.
1: I was talking to a higher power. I didn't want to get, you know, lightning smite, what do they call it? Smited smoke, or, you know, smitten, struck smoke, down,
0: smite, smited. I don't no, know. I'm already, What's I'm, the past tense? I'm already
1: smitten with her right off the bat because of her fucking accent. <laughs> oh, I you mean, had geez. Now, There goes the PG I,
0: I, rating. Thank you.
1: I was Well, we already said yeah. yeah. I mean, I was yeah. Uh, I I've been man Love that accent.
0: Yeah. That's yeah it's, I didn't want it's her incoherent. to hang up. <laughs> I know, I know. But, but um yeah, I don't but, know what uh, the past tense is. Yeah, so, so I was like
1: I was trying to be respectful.
0: Mm-hmm. Smoke? What smoke smite? smite smite smited? I don't know what the past tense is. Smite
1: so I think I, I don't know either. Oh, I don't this, smut. No, it's not smut, it's not Randall. Smut. That's a whole different it's not thing.
0: Smut. By the way, I just want to address something in our uh, in our Foxhole chat. We had some folks that that, uh, f- uh, I don't know, I guess they just agree, disagreed with some of the things we were talking about tonight, which is fine. I mean, the whole idea that- the whole idea of this show is to talk about things that maybe you have not been exposed to, maybe some things that uh, you may have been closed-minded to, and maybe just, you know, here are some other ideas and other opinions and the work that other people do. That's what I love about doing this. I love the fact that we get introduced to ideas and concepts that might be a little foreign to us. We don't have to agree with them all. We don't have to accept them all, we don't have to do no. any of that. Um, but we we certainly are respectful, and uh, we certainly expect hey. our, our our folks in chat to be respect respectful. It doesn't need to be a, a, an argument in chat about it. I mean, that's fine. You can disagree. I, we have no problem with that. Yeah,
1: you can disagree, have a debate, but be adults about it. Yeah. And here's the. I mean, we've had. I mean, what what is this? this is this like our seventh, eighth, ninth show or something like that? Well, since that we you re- and I have done together, yeah. This. Since we
0: rebranded, I think rebranded. this is around there, around ten yeah. or so, yeah.
1: Something like. You know, we've had people on that I completely disagree with, but I'm still going to ask them my curiosity questions. Right,
0: that's I may point.
1: completely, I may completely disagree with whatever's being pronounced put out there, but you know what? They're the expert in that field. I'm going to ask them my questions. That I, I don't know if it's, it's I don't know what it is with me, but I love to talk to people. I know nothing about, or they like, I love to talk to the batshit crazy people on the corner in LA. Yeah. I will have full <laughs> on conversations <laughs> with someone that's way off their meds I know you um, do. because they're thinking, sometimes they say some really profound stuff, but my point is whether I believe of what, what Michelle was talking about or not, I, I'm not going to make a comment either way on that, but those were legitimate questions that I had because she was here in front of me. So why not ask them? Right. You know, and I, but, and I think uh, someone thing- was saying, just read the Bible and know Jesus. Yeah. Okay. I've already read the Bible and right. I already know Jesus. Right. I want to, I'm going to ask over here about this because I don't, what the, what, what if Jesus is over there hanging out with them? And we right. just don't know because we didn't ask the question. Jesus is like, hey, I'm over here too, guys. I'm everywhere. Right. You know, we don't know until someone dies and goes across and gets the book for the recently departed and comes back with it. None of us know shit for sure. Period. Period. It's all faith. Yeah,
0: and that's that's the point. I actually wanted to ask Michelle, and I, I got lost in, in one of the moments here and forgot the question. But I wanted to ask where religion comes into you know what the work that she does, and if it does, if it does at all. And
1: well, if God is all knowing, Jesus is all knowing and all controlling, then He controls all of this, mm-hmm. all of it, right? Supposedly. I mean, I, what what happens if we get over to the other side and there's Allah hanging out with Jesus, hanging out with Buddha, hanging out with, you know, whatever, you know, and they're all, you know, drinking wine and going, you guys are fighting for nothing. You should have been getting along. We don't know. Yeah. Just be good to one another. The Ten Commandments is not a bad thing for any religion, you know? Right. It's just be good. Love yourself. Love your neighbor. As my grandma used to say when she was alive, love one another. And just be good humans. I think
0: it's all called. It's called the golden rule. Stop telling rule. me what to do. <laughs> it's called the golden yeah. rule, right? Anyway, that was that was a great time. I really really enjoyed having Michelle on the program. We will definitely have to have her have her she back. Was, I,
1: she was fun. Yeah,
0: and there, there's some other there's some other uh, um, questions that I didn't get to as I'm, I'm thinking about this that I really want, should have had an opportunity to ask. But we had we had her here for over an hour, so we, we covered a lot of ground in that time.
1: I think she would have went longer.
0: Yeah. I can't I, I on. This is room. my maybe, third show today and uh I I I'm, I'm I'm running out of steam.
1: Oh my god. Three shows, jeez. You know, maybe we can have her back and do the whole, you know, specifically about religion and what she does. Yeah. And how it ties in with your know, Christianity and sure. uh Buddhism and uh the Muslim religion and, and that would be interesting. But that's a whole other show. I mean, that that's a sh- that's a freaking 2-hour show right there alone probably. Right. But, you know, I don't know. I just want to. I just want to have fun, cool conversations with people, and you know whether we agree or not. It's a different, whatever. We'll Just have cool conversation. It's and all about learn some stuff, and yeah, all about. Uh, you know, this is curiosity. why we're so fucked up in this world right now. Is that no one can have a conversation from different opinions? It's you must believe me, or you're a piece of whatever. Right, and whether it's politics or religion or apparently paranormal, I uh, God, let's just have conversation and. It goes where it goes, and you know, believe what you want. You know, I I don't know, man. Why can't we? Can't we just all get along?
0: Okay, some Rodney King. <laughs> Rodney King. No, there we go. <laughs> can't we just all get along? Why can't we all just get along? Oh man.
1: Get along. Oh my God, that poor bastard. Oh, man. Anyway, I don't know. That's all I had. I uh, that was fun. To- Are we doing trivia?
0: Ah uh, yeah, we can do some trivia. <laughs> I'd like a show about her experiences with the Council of Late and aliens and whatnot. <laughs> <laughs> what uh, not? Uh, oh my God. You know what, Albus? Oh my god. If you don't want to come back, that's fine. We are not Christianophobes or whatever the hell. I'm a Christian. That doesn't mean I can't listen to other people and hear what they have to say. And it might not it might not it doesn't even mean that I can't believe other people. Because I don't have all the it's answers.
1: It's a Christianophobe.
0: It's it, it basically means you're 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 like a homophobe. You're afraid of. You're you're anti. You're afraid of or whatever. Phobe would mean you're afraid, but it's used in a more broader sense. Uh, you know it, whatever. I mean these people. I, open up your mind for a minute. You don't have to believe it, but open up your damn mind. And just respect the fact that not everybody might agree with you. And the, the stupid thing is, is I do agree with you. You're arguing with me about something that I agree with you on. So what the hell? I mean, you have the issue here, buddy.
1: That's why, so that's why stupid. I asked if it was a troll just fucking no, with you. And he's I, not like, a troll. It's just somebody, I, 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 they moment.
0: just want to argue for the sake of arguing. And that is not uh, you're right. The whatnot joke is an awesome joke. That is not something, and somebody said, don't censor your chat. I'm not going to censor it, but I'm not going to argue with people who want to just argue for the sake of arguing. That's just absolutely waste of my time, and it's ridiculous, and I'm not going to do it. It ruins the experience for everyone else in chat. So we're not doing it. I think I made myself clear. You ready for some trivia?
1: Yes, Daddy. <laughs> as long as you don't slap me. What not? Whatnot? <laughs> yeah and you know and and uh, Re- uh I think it was rebel or was it I uh, la I, t- I tried to make the what not sure but I j- every font I can't find the right font to make it it just doesn't look right yeah it's... I don't like see one of the I've things
0: been... one of the things that that most folks who've uh, watched any of the shows that Britt and I have done recognize is that neither of us are particularly uh good with like creative arts stuff with like graphics right. stuff. we suck at
1: it if you want, hey, if you want to make one for us, that would be amazing. That just just save it in PNG, and I'll definitely uh, set it up on Teespring. But I just I I I suck at the graphics part. I just I'm too old. I can't. I, I just I, it's not my world anymore. So, but if someone wants to make it, we'll totally. And it looks cool. We'll totally uh, make it a shirt.
0: Yeah. All right. Ready for here's trivia question number one. You ready? You ready?
1: What pisses JV off the most?
0: Yeah. She flies. (laughs) She flies with her own wings is the official motto of which U.S. state?
1: She flies with her own wings?
0: She flies with her own wings is the official motto of what U.S. state?
1: It's got to be a state that they smoke a lot of pot in.
0: You think you think that when the state motto was created they were smoking a lot of pot at that point?
1: To come up with that? She's flying with wings? <laughs> they were tripping on no, something. She
0: flies with her own wings.
1: I'm gonna go with I'm going with Alabama.
0: Alabama? Any particular reason why you're choosing Alabama? <laughs>
1: Um, because, um, no, no particular reason at all. I just can't, I, I don't know. I, 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 maybe the Carolinas. It sounds like a Carolinian type thing. Cause what, what is, what is it? Uh, live, live free or die is like what? New Hampshire, uh, New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. Um, the first in flight is, First infl- the North Carolina. North Carolina. That's North Carolina.
0: But I don't know if that's, so that's their North state Carolina. motto. That's on their license plate. I don't know that it's, that's their state motto. It's on a
1: license plate.
0: Yeah, but I don't know. Think Wouldn't that be their-, their state motto if it's on the license? No, no. We have no? on the New York no. license plate, it says Empire State. That's on our motto. Um, it's no, just, no it's just, your
1: plate says, screw you in the bunghole <laughs> and take all your money, state.
0: Yeah, there's that for sure. All right, so what do we have here? We've got um, Oregon. We've got North Carolina. You said Alabama. We've got... Ohio, Alaska, Montana, Massachusetts, another Ohio, Idaho, North Carolina. Missouri is the Show Me State, right? So, again, the motto uh, we're show talking about. Show Me State. Uh she flies with her own wings is the official motto of what which US state? Maybe the answer is you want you have another idea? Maybe it's
1: Colorado I- because of the eagles, because of the bald eagles.
0: Yeah, I think you're thinking about this way too literally.
1: Oh, maybe. It's probably like okay. well, the, the, the wings
0: of justice is what they're referring to or something along whatever. <laughs>
1: you probably, uh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah,
0: the answer is uh, Oregon. Somebody had that in the YouTube chat. Oregon, the phrase was adopted in 90. Oh, geez. The phrase... was <laughs> You may be right about the pot. Uh, the phrase was adopted in 1987, <laughs> replacing the previous motto of the union.
1: She flies on her own wings. Yeah, they were high as a kite, looking at double and triple rainbows. What
0: not? Yeah. Um <laughs> All right. Next trivia question. Here we go. What is the smallest known vertebrate species in the world? Remember we had this conversation before? Remember you were we were talking about mammals and you wanted to know what a mammal was? Remember we had this we were talking right. about What yeah. is what What was the question? What is the smallest known vertebrate species in the world? And a vertebrate
1: is a creature with a spine, right?
0: Backbone, yeah. Mhm.
1: Backbone? Mhm. Uh smallest, huh? Probably a baby seahorse.
0: Okay. Baby seahorse? I don't think I don't think it counts if just by saying it's the baby version of something. I don't think that that, that is quite the uh I'm hmm. Um,
1: vertebrate. What else is a small vertebrate?
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, a cockroach
1: is in a vertebrate. Oh my right? God, with the cockroach. No, Why do you keep
0: adding that syllable?
1: Cockroach. 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 Just
0: because you know I'm on edge tonight already. You want to push me over? <laughs> is that what you're doing? <laughs> uh... Yeah, I'm thinking uh, we got a bunch of people um, saying uh, uh, pygmy mouse, a mole. Uh, I'm thinking it's a little bit of a, uh, like a little, uh, some type of small rodent is what I'm thinking.
1: Mm. I wonder what color it is.
0: You're, you're being, a, now you're just being a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> but not, now you're just being a jerk. <laughs> Uh, Sako has entered the <laughs> chat. He's saying it's a frog. We got a frog. Oh boy, we got a lizard.
1: Oh boy.
0: Do, do lizards have? Yeah, I guess they do. Actually, all right. What's the answer? Damn it! Uh, salamander of some breed, primate possibly. Uh, yeah, Iowa. I I'm I'm a little frustrated. I'm a little angry tonight. Um, yeah God did you not take your menopause medicine the answer is I wish I could read these oh uh, actually some people got this right said said a frog it's uh the pedorin amos some Latin thing here and uh it's a frog species from New Guinea adults are point three zero point three inches long on average you're familiar with zero point three Jesus. inches long Brett you know what that means. I am <laughs> <laughs> you know what that means all right last questions here we go here we are oh man and this happens to be a weekend thing so we got a two for going on right here so you can see oh boy so you got two more here we go ancient greeks and romans sometimes use devices called strigils what is a strigil
1: uh, that, they use that to vomit when they're at the feast so that they can eat more. So they go gorge, then go put the strig- strigil down their throat to vomit so they can go back and eat more. And then once they were done doing that, they go have the orgies.
0: Okay, so you're, basically you're saying strigil is another word for a vomitorium? Is that what you mean?
1: No, it's the, it's it's, the thing it's they the put device. down their throat to make them gag.
0: Oh, I see. It's, yeah, the it's the like device. the
1: ostrich feather.
0: I got you. Okay. So you think yes. the strigil is the device they use to make themselves vomit after they've uh engorged themselves at a feast. Yes. Okay.
1: So they can eat more.
0: You have quite the imagination. Decadence. You have quite the imagination. Mm-hmm. What does uh what does chat think here? What does chat think here? They're not jumping in on this one like they jumped in on the others.
1: No. Measurement instrument for roads. Says Haas Black Silver. Okay, Hoss. That sounds very that official, sounds, maybe. Yeah, it
0: sounds like you might know what you're talking about. I don't know, or if you're making it up. It's yeah. convincing me. Ancient Greeks and Romans sometimes weapons. used a used devices called strigils or striggles. I'm, assume, I'm, assume, I'm assuming it's strigil. Uh, what is a strigil? Strigil is a tool to wipe your bottom when pooping. Okay. Britt would be familiar with that if that was the case. Strigil yeah, to scrape oil off their body for cleaning. Hmm, okay. Hmm. Some people these people sound like they know what they're talking about. It's not that's not something you just like make up that's, like you did.
1: I wonder if they're googling. Well. No googling.
0: Okay. The answer is it's an instrument with a curved blade that was used to scrape moisture off the skin after taking a bath or exercising. It's like it's like oh. a squeegee for the skins.
1: Yeah. So uh, let's see. Castle Drummer was close. Something about stridgels to scrape oil off the body for cleaning. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah. Nice job. All right. Final question for tonight. All right, there we go. Final question for tonight. What Broadway show won best musical at the 2019 Tony Awards? What Broadway musical, excuse me, what Broadway show won best musical at the 2019 Tony Awards? What Broadway show in 2019?
1: Hamilton.
0: It's probably a good guess. It's the only like contemporary Ham- show I know. <laughs> I don't know what else is, yeah. is playing down there. We got every- everybody saying Hamilton, it seems.
1: Well, why don't you look at the answer and tell us if we're right. Well, I'm or waiting not. for
0: people to offer some answers. Everybody's saying Hamilton. Yeah, Castle Drummer saying he did not Google uh, the answer yeah, to the strigil. Yeah, I believe it.
1: That's that's crazy. That oh, that. here we
0: are. He's yeah, falling, I'm tired, he's falling leave me alone. It's been a long day. Yeah, I was trying to end the show because I I told you I'd had enough, and you all you can go longer, and you're the one yawning. Um, <laughs> what Broadway? <laughs> <laughs> what Broadway show won Best Musical at the 2019 Tony Awards? The answer is. Not Hamilton. Does anybody else have a different answer? Oh wow. Does cats? any Does anyone else have a different answer?
1: Uh Cuervo said uh cats.
0: Yeah, it's not cats. He said
1: footloose. Footloose. Yeah. Deidra said kinky boots.
0: Kinky boots. Is that a show?
1: I apparently
0: uh, intolerant leftist sure wants I to know watch. is it is it the show where they did the mock up killing of Trump? That's a good question. I don't know what show that was where they did that.
1: That was in the park. That was in Central Park.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but wasn't it a scene but from that, but wasn't it? They did weren't they doing a scene from a show? Whatever. All right. the answer here uh, Yeah, we got Frozen, we've got Wicked, uh, Waitress. Rent. Rent. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna be honest with you. I I've never heard of this show, so I don't I don't know. Uh, the answer is Hades Town. The show is a retelling of the story from Greek mythology, including the tale of Orpheus. And you're a, you're a dicey. You're a, you're a, I don't know. I don't know my you're a dicey. I'm you're a dice.
1: I'll, I'll buy that for a dollar.
0: Hades Town is the answer. These were four horrible trivia questions, Britt. Well, you're the one that picked them. I know. I'm just going in order. I didn't pick them.
1: Yeah, that's the problem. You should use the algorithm. Uh.
0: Okay, so tomorrow night we have a show here, not Thursday. Um, for anyone who is counting on Tuesdays and Thursdays, this this guest was scheduled a while ago, so we're just going to keep it on a Wednesday, even though um, we're trying to just do Tuesday, Thursdays. So tomorrow night we'll be back. Not sure who the guest is offhand, but it should be good. They,
1: oh, really? Oh, I might have that right here.
0: I think it's Les Velez.
1: That sounds very familiar. Ah, come on, you fucking
0: mouse. And just to confirm (sighs) that we uh, Uh, lost the PG rating? What?
1: Oh, we've already lost it. Uh, Les Velez will show stories and discuss OPUS, the Organization for Paranormal Understanding and Support, as well as its mission to reach out and provide help and support to those who have encountered extraordinary paranormal experiences. Well, thank you so for ghost reading. stuff.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So that's tomorrow there night's program.
1: what we got tomorrow. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, everybody have a great night yeah. and thanks for being here. Anything else you need to add? Oh yeah, merch. Talk talk about the merch for a sec.
1: Merch, 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 merch. Uh yes, uh t-shirts if you go to paranormalirl.com, paranormalirl.com. There is a merch button or a merch hyperlink. It says merch, you click on the merch. And it takes you to our store, and we have T-shirts on there with ghosties and shadow people and UFOs and et cetera, et cetera. And, if you, you know, it helps support the show, help offsets, uh, helps offset a lot of the cost of doing the show because software is not cheap. Um, but, yeah, please help uh, support the show. And you get a cool T-shirt out of it that, uh, you know, has ghosty stuff on it.
0: All right. Thanks, everybody. Have a great night. Told
1: of a creature
0: that was six and a half to seven feet tall. The CIA ran secret mind-control experiments.
1: It's a tale of a creature that's been seen by many, but believed by few. And experts say there have been reported
0: sightings of paranormal activity. And there was this creature and it ran down this hill. They say something was flying over their house and they have no idea what it was.
2: How the world's most powerful individuals are actually shape-shifting reptilians. My scariest ghost hunting experience.